everyone and welcome to a fully functional and operational theme park. You've got me. Hey there, I'm Jimmy Zinger. <laughs> and and me, Ellie. I'm Chris Pratt's wife. No. Disgusting. Oh, okay. I'm Blue Ellie. Okay, better. <laughs> she took she took mine, but we'll get there. <laughs> Go ahead, Eric. Oh yeah, so 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 yeah, so it was me. I'm Blue Erg. <laughs> See, I, I made I made better use of it. So. Perfect. <laughs> we're, we're both blue. <laughs> I, I'm sure that won't come up later. And we're joined by some special guest as well, gentlemen. Hi, I'm Verizon Wireless presents Zach. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am also here in Dominus Rob Zanger. Thank you for having me on for this first time. Uh, is, is this the first time you've been on Zingness? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we, we, we have we have made it through the, the horror show that is Jurassic Park 3 to now move into the Jurassic World trilogy, question mark? Because we're only going to be able to do two of these because the third one is still not out. And is it even in production yet? Is it? I don't know. Yes, yes, yes. It's an editing. Oh, okay. So maybe we... You know, with the time frame of how we do these um, movie specials, we might get to it. But um, on that note, Zach and Rob, if people are not familiar from you, if you could drop a quick hint at what you guys do on the reg. Yeah, we are uh, the hosts over on the Cinemodities podcast. Uh, I hope Zenger will put the link in the show notes so I don't have to spell that on mic. But uh, Zach and I, you know, we do the same thing, complain about dinosaur movies over on our podcast, and it's always a, a, a crazy time. So I hope this will be some of the same. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Um, cannot wait to get into this episode. I do want to establish something, though, now. And I'm doing this as a preemptive strike. It is. This is being. I know everyone's like, oh my gosh, this is the Knights of Vader episode. Zinger's saying when the record is. This is being recorded on the evening of August 1st. The reason that's important is because Ellie is in a mood right now because she did not get the Lego she wanted. I did. They're just, I gotta wait for them in the mail. <laughs> she had an experience <laughs> at a Lego store and. It's Potomac Mills. <laughs> And she's calling out the exact one. So, on that note... That's Virginia. <laughs> on that note, if, if she seems a little moody, that might be something to it. And you are not getting your um, the, the one set, though. The, the special order set thing. Whatever it was. I think I can just buy that somewhere. They do that where they do the poly bags. They just throw them in for free. So I'm not... I wanted the sailboat. That's what my concern and, and was. And did you get the special sailboat for spending over $200 at yes. Lego? Yes. Disgusting. Did, was any of it for me? No. So like I said, that was my preemptive strike to warn about Ellie's maybe ill mood during this episode. Also, she loves Chris Pratt movies, so... Everyone has been warned. <laughs> uh, okay, on that note, getting into Jurassic World. Um, you know what? We're going to do our top three moments. And then I would like for Rob, you or Zach, which one of you I feel could do a worse job at explaining the plot to this movie? 100% you know, volunteer Rob is tribute. All right, cool. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So on that note, we're going to do each of our top three moments from the movie. So I'm going to start with our illustrious guest, Zach. 
So what are your top three oh, favorite moments, sir? And then we'll move to Rob, oh. Eric, Ellie, and then I will anchor myself. Um, okay, top three favorite moments. Um, is not in particular any specific order. Um, my one of my favorite moments is when we see a raptor literally get blown up with a bazooka, <laughs> <laughs> which comes out of nowhere. Um, the fact that like we have a weird moment at the end of the film after the climax. Where uh, Blue the Velociraptor and Chris Pratt give each other a head nod is the the Velociraptor just runs away <laughs> after the climax. Um, and probably, oh god, my third favorite moment is the divorce conversation between the two brothers on the monorail. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my top three moments. Velociraptor blowing up because of a bazooka, the head nod between a dinosaur and Chris Pratt, and the divorce scene between the two brothers. I hope I didn't step on anybody's toes there. <laughs> I don't think there's going to be much much crossover because mine are some weird ones. Um, all right, Rob. All right. So uh, just to set the stage as I go into this conversation, everybody should know uh, here and in the audience, I really dislike these dinosaur movies. So I have to get in the salty <laughs> moment of me saying, I loved when the end credits started because the movie was <laughs> over. That's, that's always one of my favorites for these dinosaur movies. On, in a, on a more serious note, the one that jumped out to me, which is I think going to overlap with a, a question you might ask later on, I love the uh, Masrani death scene. He basically just you know crashes the helicopter because he can't fly a helicopter. And I, just, <laughs> I find that very comical. And then I, I do have to also mention when, like, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are, you know, arguing in the control room about what to do about the Indominus Rex, uh, like, Chris Pratt gets angry and he, like, sweeps all of Jake Johnson's little dinosaur figurines on the floor. And it, it comes across as just so ridiculous that he's, he's, like, throwing a little tantrum and he just knocks over all these toys. I don't know. That stood out to me as quite funny. <laughs> Probably one of Ellie's favorite moments because she's like, look at how, <laughs> how much he's showing how powerful and amazing he is. <laughs> so there might be crossover there. All right. Um, so Rob, you're th those are your three. The yes. end credits. Yes. Chris Pratt Ron's throwing death a, a, and yeah, a death. Chris Pratt throwing a tantrum. All right. Cool. I th we we might all have a death because I have a death on mine. So Eric, what about you? And favorite right. death is actually a separate category. So. <laughs> um. So I I like the scene where they're in the control room and Jake Johnson's character is wearing an original Jurassic Park shirt. Um, <laughs> and they're talking about how it's like a very disrespectful thing. And they're like, oh, people died there and all this stuff like that. And I love it because I think about how uh, I see people wear Jurassic Park shirts all the time. In fact, I was going to say I have one, but I don't have it anymore. But like I had a, had one. And I mean, obviously it's a movie, but in that world, that's like, a really dark thing and i and i don't i don't want to i'm not going to mention anything but i can think of some real world events that like if people were wearing shirts like that it, in our world world would be like uh you probably should take that <laughs> off so i just i just love that because I, I never thought about it in that what jurassic park means in that world compared to what it means in our world so i always like that it was a little little thing but i liked it uh other one is uh, our second one is i like when the two kids come across the banner from Jurassic Park. Uh, See, I'm, I'm liking these callbacks to the old episode. Actually, all three of mine involve uh, death, and are involve one involves a death, uh, but uh, callbacks to the old uh, uh, movies. Anyway, uh, they find the banner in the jungle, and I just I remember that was a really cool part, and I loved it a lot when I saw it, and I was like, oh hey, that's the banner! Ah! So I like that. 
Perfect. And then, uh, and then, I mean, I got to go with the final battle where the uh, the tag team match with uh, Blue and the OG T Rex from Jurassic Park uh, team up and fight the Indominus Rex, and uh, the Indominus Rex gets eaten by them the uh, the big Sharkosaur. Mosasaur. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say Sharkosaur from now on. All right. Um, <laughs> the Megalodon. He gets eaten by the Meg. Yes. <laughs> Phil Rude reference. All right. Um, first one of the day. <laughs> All right, Ellie. Oh, me? Yeah, you're up for oh. your top three moments. Okay. Um, I, I liked the scene. I know that it's not realistic, so let's just start off by saying. I... Uh, wait, wait, wait. We're, are we bringing realism into a movie about dinosaurs? I'm just saying uh, the my moments that Sorry, I Sorry. Living dinosaurs in present day? Right. Okay. Um so but I think it's cool the fun little scene where he's like trying to talk the velociraptors down from eating the poor guy that falls in the um the pen. Um I just think it's kind of fun and you know just establishing that you know that they're going to call back to that four more times, at least in the movie later on, where he can kind of communicate with at least one of them. Um, I thought it was... I have a, a common one with Eric. I do love the end with T-Rex and Blue. I thought that was kind of fun, too. And then, maybe not my favorite, but just just odd that how, like scrappy and um these two young kids are that like they seem like complete i don't know how to describe it like very well to do kind of spoiled children don't have to ask for anything um, much like the ones in the first movie yes but it's funny because it's like they Knew how to fix that car that had been sitting there. And drive a manual transmission. <laughs> and break the unbreakable glass to get out of the... I mean, I just I just thought it was funny that these kids are quite um, quite prepared and uh, could uh, really handle themselves in this overwhelming situation. So, yeah. I think, think those are my most memorable moments. All right. So, my favorite moments are no particular order once again even though i think i wrote these in order of seeing them in the movie uh bd wong's villain turn question mark like he <laughs> yeah, just it was all, a little odd yeah it's just all of a sudden it's like oh i'm some scientist and he's like but i'm an evil scientist kind of now so <laughs> like i'm like One is he a villain dollars. like i'm like is he a villain is he not i i'm very confused on on what exactly bd wong is in this one the next one it's very clear he's <laughs> He's evil, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. The assistant's death. Um, mm. Bryce Dallas Howard's assistant in the movie that's babysitting the kids. Um, worst death probably in the movie, but not my favorite death. Worst death in a completely undeserved death because she gets, like, mega killed by, like... <laughs> Multiple things attempting to kill just her. Mega death. And then killed by the Mosasaur in the end, which I'm like, that is a completely undeserved death for no reason, in my opinion. <laughs> Unless I just missed something in this movie. And finally, Bryce Dallas Howard freeing the T-Rex and running in the high heels as the T-Rex chases her. Heck yeah! <laughs> because in a movie about dinosaurs, that, once again, is 
unrealistic in my opinion. And I will not refer to Cl- her as Claire. She is just Bryce Dallas Howard in this movie. So deal with it. Um, Damn straight. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, real quick, we will have um, Rob do a plot synopsis for us. But I do want to go over something. Yes. There's something I'm going to add now. <laughs> I want to go over, since we are all fans of uh, tomatoes and how much their meter is. Or how, how many tomatoes a movie can have. Um, at the time of this recording, Jurassic World uh, from 2015, yep. two hours and four minutes, is currently sitting at a tomato of 71%, not certified fresh with an audience score of 78. That's not bad for Rotten Tomatoes. We will discuss later if that's deserved, but in the meantime, Rob, let's get a plot synopsis for this oh movie boy. of movies. <laughs> Oh, Jurassic World, or as I like to call it, Dinosaurs 4, <laughs> basically ignores the uh, the terrible events that happened, you know, in the earlier films and how many people died and decide that there should be another dinosaur theme park. And apparently everyone in the world wants to go there. Of course, we get to see these crazy crowds, but it doesn't matter. Every shot of our main characters just has like five people running around in the background to make it seem like there's a lot of people there. But... We have the family aspect right off the bat. Two kids, uh, was Zach and Gray, I think? Yeah, Owen is yes. Chris Pratt's character. Um, they go there to spend some time, uh, what Judy Greer thinks is going to be spending time with their aunt, played by Bryce Dallas Howard. And then, you know, the kids get lost, dinosaurs break free. You know, if you've ever seen the original one, you kind of get the idea of the uh, the big swaths of plot in this movie. But really, the thing that this does different from the first one, you know, and of course, got to reunite, save the kids, got to, you know, get everybody off the island, protect life from the dinosaurs. There's some evil villainry thrown somewhere in there. <laughs> and and the thing that they do different is that this one isn't just about, you know, having children, because that first Jurassic Park is that's what it's all about. It's about, you know, have as many kids as you can. And then this movie says well, you should have children, and we're going to tell you how to raise them as well. Because Chris Pratt is very angry that they've raised the Indominus Rex in isolation, and it doesn't have any social skills, as he says. (laughs) It should be raised more like his children, the Velociraptors. And the whole movie basically takes two hours, maybe like 90 minutes too long, to get at this idea, and then there's a Marvel team-up between some dinosaurs. They take down the serial killer hunting for sport dinosaur, and the world is saved until we have to go see, you know, the sequel. Something like that. <laughs> what do you think? Did I leave anything out? Was I not detailed enough? What's my grade? <laughs> um, Ellie? Accurate? Yeah. I mean, pretty accurate. Um, I, I, I kind of got a weird opinion, though, of do we need the kids in this movie? I, like, forgot they were in this movie and then realized, oh, right. They kind of don't do much except for just get in danger the entire time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're there to remind you that, you know, you sh- the kids you have, they're part of your family. You need to save them. Because it's, it's a movie about family, you know? <laughs> but it's not about family like Fast and the Furious is. Oh, my God. I got <laughs> yeah, it's, it's You're definitely right. Here. It's family in a different way, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's take a quick uh, round the table. This is uh, more recent than any of the other – well – any of the other at the time of this recording Jurassic Park movies, because we got, of course, Fallen Kingdom, or as Zach calls it. Go ahead, Zach. Dinosaur Boogaloo? Yes. <laughs> so, um, we, we, we have that still, but this uh, came out in 2015, and uh, I want to know, when did everyone see it? Once again, starting with Rob, Zach, Berg, Ellie, and myself. 
I uh, definitely liked getting this question because I knew I could pinpoint exactly when I first watched this. And it was in early June of 2018 when Zach and I did an episode of Cinemodities on it. I never watched this movie in theaters. I had no desire to see it, not being a fan of the original three dinosaur movies. But then here comes Zach, as always, trying to get me to watch these these messes of films, I think. So thank you, Zach, for introducing me to this world of dinosaurs now. <laughs> a horrible wait, honor wait, wait. to spoon upon. Wait, did, have you not watched any of the other ones? I, Wait, I, 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 I know you have now, but prior Only to when this. I was like young, when I was okay. younger. Like I think I saw the first one when I was a kid, and dinosaurs never really interested me. I will say that when we were doing the episode um, from back in June of 2018, I did watch them all like in a row type of thing. And I remember very specifically me telling Zach I was going to do that because I hadn't seen them in so long. And he was like, oh, no, Rob, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, no, I can do this. And it was a marathon that, you know, just mentally exhausted me. I dislike these movies so much. <laughs> All right. Zach, what about you? I, I assume I know the answer to this, but. I saw this opening day in 2015. <laughs> and boy, was it a day that will live in infamy. I'm sure you'll get into that more later. All right. Yes. Uh, Berg, you are up. D ditto. Uh, Zach and I started on the same day. Uh, uh -huh. We saw it on opening Woo! day. We might have been in the same theater, although I'm like a million percent sure we weren't. But yes, opening day, I saw it. All right, um, Ellie, what about me and you? Because I feel like we saw this when we got it on Blu-ray. Yeah, we didn't see it in the theater. Yeah, I'm like, I don't, uh -uh. I don't feel we did. And nope. it was one of those movies, like with the kids, everything like that. We weren't doing the podcast yet, were we? No. No, we weren't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like having to think. I'm like, did we? I don't think we were yet. Um, but no, I mean, I I remember watching it sitting at home, and I was like, okay. And I think the second time I watched it was earlier today. So, yeah. I have <laughs> watched it um, more times than that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and... and um, Little Lily watched it with me. I was gonna say, how's our dinosaur crazy daughter? Yes. How'd she do with this one? So, because she's watched the other ones. Expert dinosaur critic Lily, um, she was not as scared of this one as she was the first one and the second one. Is it because the dinosaurs looked more real? Um, well, she did have her blue Velociraptor animated and with sounds helmet on the whole time. The one where if you open the <laughs> mouth, it makes Velociraptor sounds. So. Yes, and then she would go in front of the TV and she had T-Rex arms because she like pulled him back really short mm -hmm. and was like moving around and going... So it's really. <laughs> I feel like maybe that's why I enjoyed the movie even more. Okay. Is because I had that as like a a 4D effect going on. Okay, so yes. so so we all watched it incorrectly without having <laughs> yes. our daughter, our particular daughter, yes, do doing her own interpretation. It's 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 like dinner and a, it's a dinner movie and an and and an act. Correct. A play going on at the yes. same time. Yes. Awesome. Um, so the next thing I do want to bring... Okay, so when we all saw the movie, Rotten Tomatoes score... I'm going to bring up the Tomatoes score now just so I guess we can, we, we can paint a picture of how the rest is going to go for all of us. 
Is the tomato meter deserved? Is 71% deserved for this movie? Yeah, well, it has a 78 audience score as well. We are only measuring oh. tomatoes. <laughs> okay, sorry. We are not measuring the audience <laughs> score. <laughs> okay. Unless they're like close to each other, but these are seven points off from each other with the audience in favor. I'm going with the how many tomatoes does it have? <laughs> so is this 71 not certified fresh deserved? In your guys' opinion, starting by you guys, of course, with Rob and Zach. And <laughs> uh, I, no, I, I don't know. Way we, too high. <laughs> okay. Where would you feel this should be as, okay, your audience score for this? This is why we're not doing audience score. Mm, See, that's okay. how this is going to work. Okay. Where's your audience score, Rob? I think uh, it's not it's not a zero. It's maybe like a 10 to 15. Like Wow. <laughs> I find this movie very gratingly boring, and that's my biggest problem. <laughs> you find this gratingly boring, and you yeah, have, you, I, you I have watched Jurassic Park three, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, and Jurassic Park three is the best of the entire franchise because it's the shortest by a whole thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like that is that is a wild gap of time. I am offended by that statement three. by saying it's good. In, by saying Jurassic Park three is good by any stretch of the imagination or any metric. <laughs> I, I I do do enjoy that the metric is it's the shortest. <laughs> Thereby, I can get through it the quickest. All right, Zach. Uh, 100% undeserved. I would say single digits. This film is abhorrent. And uh, the fact that it made, it makes me angry, this film's existence. Oh, man. It's going to be so much fun later. I can't wait. Because I'm, I'm, like, saving that for the end. So when Ellie just goes, done, and gets up and walks off, at least we won't have too much room to fill. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Eric, what about you? 71%. So How many tomatoes I... does this deserve? So when I first saw the movie, I I really liked it when I saw the movies. I and I think part of that was because 14 years after Jurassic Park three, that movie still left such a bad taste in my mouth that I was like amazed by it. Um, I uh, it's sort of like when you get over a stomach bug and you're able to eat saltine crackers, and those saltine crackers taste like a five course meal because you're so hungry at that point. Uh, it's like that. So I. I Going back and watching it this time, I wasn't as big of a fan of it. Like I, I don't hate it like uh, like our two guests do by any stretch of the imagination. But I think seventy one is maybe a little bit high. But I would put it somewhere like in the fifties. Like right. it was okay. It was okay. It had some some fun moments, but it was definitely a lot more. Now that I was looking at it through um, through a little bit of age, I definitely was nitpicking a few things and i mean that 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 could just be me but there were a few things where i was like yeah this wasn't quite as good as i remember it being uh but still is light years better than the the next movie that we'll do in the series but that's for another episode Ooh. All right. so yeah i'd say somewhere in the 50s all right ellie how many tomatoes does this get um honestly i would give it in the 60s okay. um oh wow yeah and i'm gonna say because um I honestly, just like Eric, I don't think it's that bad. Uh -huh. um, wait, wait, wait. Is Chris Pratt shirtless at any point in the movie? No, he's not, and I'm disappointed with that. Would that have increased the score? If they inserted the scene from Guardians of the Galaxy where he is sprayed down with the orange stuff, um, I probably would give it an 80. He does cover himself <laughs> in, like, brake fluid at one point, so I mean... It's not quite the same, okay, but still. Okay, okay. Um, so, yes, uh, Chris Pratt obviously raises my score a little bit. I love him. Um, I even love him during 
Parks and Rec in his fluffy stage. So mm. let's just get it. Let's just get it real there. But um, no, I, I'm I've always been a fan of dumbass like sci-fi D E F rated movies. I love the Sharknados. Just I don't take things too seriously, and I think that's the problem with a lot of people is they they overanalyze and think things, but. This one, I thought it was. Inter- I don't like the second one as much, so I'm gonna just. The, 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 yeah, I'm just gonna okay. gonna go there. But this one, this particular one, I, obviously it's not a um, <laughs> Oscar worthy film or anything. But I thought it was entertaining enough. It was fun. I enjoyed the cast, and I just didn't think it was that bad. So I would, I'd give it in the 60s. I'm gonna go with probably mid 60s. Yeah. <laughs> There's there's fine stuff in here. Like I said, the kids plot is just I feel like the kids are only there to remind you that the kids are there, that there's kids. <laughs> yeah. And cuz like they contribute nothing. Like you could have cut them out of the movie and it would have been almost the exact same movie. Well, except for, you know, finding out that they're quite <laughs> resourceful. They, yes, yes, they're very resourceful apparently. They they were able to carry their B plot by themselves. <laughs> In this movie. And that kid was so creepy with girls. I yes, just have to throw that out there. Mm. Thank you for saying that. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> that is a fantastic subplot in this film. <laughs> yes, he's so creepy. What, him him trying to get girls by just... Oh, just staring at him and it's well, just awkward. Well, don't forget, this was back during 2015. Fresh off the heels you of Twilight. You can edit Twilight. this out. And you can edit this out. But I'm just saying, like... <laughs> The dude looked like he was jerking off with his eyeballs. And, you know, I'm just... And his poor little brother is like, what is he doing? What is going on? It was just... It was just... It was so gross. Because he had that kind of look on his face. And it just... It was just so gross. That I hate that part of the movie. Well, Twilight was a big thing. Yeah, she did stare. Yeah, they stared. That's all they do in that movie? Yeah. We just stare at each other. Are we ever going to do Twilight on this? No. <laughs> okay, good. I don't think, I will not be around that week. <laughs> only if we could lock Phil in a room and make <laughs> and make him watch all of them like straight in a row. Um <laughs> I'm glad you bring up Twilight because there's a scene in this where uh, Chris Pratt is explaining how to raise your children the right way and he says, "I imprint on my raptors." And I could oh. only think of the ending of Twilight and I was like, "Oh, whoa, movie." <laughs> <laughs> Calm down. Yes. Um so I, I guess getting getting back to our list real quick. All right. So we got favorite character in this movie. Who's excited to do this one? There, there's there's so oh, many God. characters to, to do. There's so many random actors in this movie. So, mm-hmm. like, random actors. I'm like, wait, I forgot you were even in here, Jake Johnson. What are you doing? Why are you wearing glasses? Why do you not look like you? But I can definitely tell by your voice that you're Spider-Man. All right. Um, on that note, we're going to go around again, starting with Rob. Okay. Well, my favorite character in this movie is... Uh... I don't know his character's name because to me he's just Vincent D'Onofrio. He's bad military man, you know, raised to the maximum. And plus it's Vincent D'Onofrio. He's just – he's always good and I'm a big fan of him. So seeing him in this movie is great. My honorable mention, and Zach's going to know where I'm going with this, yes, yes. is B.D. Wong because I also love B.D. Wong as an actor. And when I first watched this movie, I got excited at the reveal. And I think it was one of your moments, Zenger, the, yeah. the evil scientist type of reveal or that him – and Vincent D'Onofrio have been working together 
for a reason I don't think it's fully explained. They're just like, okay, we're we're going to be like the bad guys because a giant killer dinosaur isn't bad enough for this movie. But I thought it was more as I thought they actually shared a scene. I'm pretty sure the only way they interact is on a phone call. And even if it's just a phone call, we get what I dubbed the BDVD combo. I think it's the only time <laughs> in film history where BD Wong and Vincent D'Onofrio interact with each other. I've never gone and checked that, but it's the only one I know of. It's the great BDVD combo. <laughs> That's a lot to take in. Um, yes. <laughs> and, and yeah, I think they're only... Like I said, I, I seriously feel that like as the movie was actually being made, someone's like, oh, we need human villains too. Your characters are now evil. And go. Yeah. Yeah, it um, comes out of nowhere. It, it, it really... Uh, B, B.D. Wong's just... He's like, oh, cool, B.D. Wong's in this. And then it's like, but he's evil? Or is he evil? I can't tell. <laughs> and I do have Wong's lab as my Lego set. Oh, Lego reference. There you <laughs> yes. go. I think there's a Lego store in the background on the island, too. Because there's like Ooh, there's nice. something that looks like a Lego store. There is a Margaritaville. I do know that. And a Starbucks. And uh, Jimmy Buffett was in that scene. Yes. Like when you saw it. Yes. Um... I, all right, I was about to say, Eric may be stepping on his favorite character of uh, Jimmy Buffett being in the movie, but Zach, who's your favorite character? Well, you ruined character? my turn. So. <laughs> Who is your favorite character? My favorite, my favorite character is Blue the Velociraptor, the true love interest of Chris Pratt in the film. <laughs> I Once again, put a pin in that, everyone. I, I will give Zach his pedestal <laughs> later for, 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 for the... I think most out there thing we're going to hear on Zing this in a long time. All right. So, Eric, favorite character in the movie? God, I, you know, watching it this time through, I didn't like any of the characters. So, <laughs> um, like, they're like, like, like you're right. I, you're, I forgot about the kids. They bored me. So, I don't know, uh, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Buffett, the Jimmys. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, okay, I'm going to go with Vincent D'Onofrio's character, too. I like, and mainly because he was over the top evil, and I hate when characters are that over the top evil. But I like him being that over the top evil. I like Vincent D'Onofrio as an actor. Um, I think he's a delight in anything he's in, and um, I this is no exception. So I don't like his character necessarily, but I like that he is giving it his all for this character. That's why I like him. All the other ones are just kind of like whatever. Nice, nice. Did you get excited about the BDVD combo when you watched this I movie? I <laughs> did. I did. I didn't even put that together until you said that. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty freaking awesome. And I love it. <laughs> All right. Ellie, favorite character in this movie? Well, I mean, I think we all know. Oh, right. We, we all know where this is going to go. <clears throat> I think we all know Owen takes the uh, cake. But I do have an... Who's Owen? Chris... Pratt? Oh, okay. I, I, oh, I was like, um... I mean, I knew that's where you were going, but I just wanted to verify the facts. I think they say like his name like twice in the movie, but it's well, just like Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt in the Chris Pratt story. But I do have a very... If you took him from Star, like the Star-Lord version and put him in this movie, about the same, just without a Walkman. <laughs> well... Am I wrong? I don't care. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so... My, but I do have an extreme honorable mention. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to give a close second favorite character to Matthew Cardot-Roppel, who was the gyrosphere oh. operator. And yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. <laughs> I rem I forgot he was in this movie, and when I was watching it for this, well, last night I went, 
Oh my God, it's that guy. Okay, it's... who is this guy? And I loved his part where he goes, I just work here, guys. And he was like, just calm down. You don't know who this guy is? No. Okay, uh, Stranger Things. Do you remember him in that? I need to see like another picture of him. Oh. I know him from, uh, he's the uh, hench person of indeterminate gender in the TV version of a series of, or Netflix version of a series of unfortunate events. So that's where I knew him yes. from. Yeah, he's in that too. Here. That, I love oh. That guy. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 Yes. He's, he's the, he's the guy that works at like the video store thing or whatever. It's, yes. Yeah. Family video. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow, he he has a career of like just awful jobs. <laughs> and, uh, I know. He has a career of playing awful jobs in the movie, and apparently Zach has a girlfriend according to IMDb. Oh. So he has a girlfriend. There you go. Yeah, it's still... the very beginning of the movie. It's yeah. the beginning of the movie. They're like they're saying goodbye to each other, and she's like, "Write to me every day." Well, oh, and vacation. the dad's making fun of him when they're driving away. God, I yeah. really... He's I, like, are you going to survive? <laughs> I okay? really did zone out on the kid's story. Like, their <laughs> plot could have been cut out, and I would have probably... Yeah, that's the first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Zenger's just like, man, I'm really checked out as soon as this movie started. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Wait, can I say something? Go ahead. I know it's going to be some comment of, oh, did so you, you don't... Did you make it farther in Hamilton? <laughs> Then you did this movie? No, I watched the entire movie. It's just, I just apparently the second wa immediately through. like went, oh, there's these children I need to care about and be concerned with in this movie. Forgetting <laughs> them immediately. Anyways. Well, I mean, the, the, the kids not only have a solid B plot, I guess C or D plot, because there's other stuff going on. There's the whole villain thing, so I guess that's B plot. They like have D-level plot, but they have A-level plot armor the entire time of what's the point of these kids getting in danger? We all know nothing's going to happen to them. Right. Like, no, none of them even risk themselves to save the other, and then we think something happens to them, and then they turn out okay later. Like, what's his name? Jurassic Park 3. That guy that Alan was friendly with that we all thought died. Alan. Yeah. 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 <laughs> him. Um... So my favorite character, I, I just, I think she really pulls the movie together. I, I think this movie would not be the same without her. I, I just think she is a solid female character in this movie. The assistant. No, the T-Rex. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to say the assistant. <laughs> no, the, I, I, I... I thought you were going to say Judy Greer. <laughs> no, no the, the, having, having the OG T-Rex come back, because you see her in the background earlier in the movie, and you're like, is that all we're going to get? Mm -hmm. And then you get her later on. Oh, it was great. And, and the fact that it is the actual T-Rex from the first movie is pretty cool, so... Which makes no sense considering in the first film they tell us that, like, oh, these dinosaurs have a lifespan of, like, four years, but... <laughs> quiet, quiet, don't... It, they don't they think thought about that, it. but they couldn't breed either, so... And they did. Yeah, look at... Life look finds at, a way. Life finds a way. To, to just keep living, apparently, and get OG. All right. Apparently. So, speaking of callbacks, what was everybody's favorite death? Because I forgot that was the next thing. All right, so... <laughs> So, favorite death. There's many deaths in this movie. Probably the most deaths of any Jurassic Park movie, I think. I don't know. The the, the 
Pterosaurs attacking a ton of people. You don't know if any of them die. The assistant definitely dies. Like, die dies. But what's everyone's favorite death in the movie? We're going to actually start with me this time and go backwards. So my favorite death is not the assistant. It, it, was, it was my favorite moment, but not my favorite death. My favorite death goes to the random apatosaur that they sit there with for five minutes as it breathes its last. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> How can you say that's your favorite? Because it's like, why are we having like... <laughs> that is awful. No, no. He's like, no. Where's, your, where's your damn hammer? Where's the hammer at? The floor hammer's over there. Okay, I'm going to use this... Actual, actual hammer. hammer. Okay. Yeah, that's good fully work. You're redoing. I'm not allowing you to use that as your favorite death. Okay, fine. Then my favorite death is the reveal of the other swords dead over the hill no, afterwards. That's terrible. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, it's just so it's it's they sit there in this in this apatosaur must have been like in a World War Two movie and American because as we all know, thanks to Saving Pirate Ryan, no American can just get shot and die. <sighs> Second. Reference to a Vin Diesel movie, by the way. You're welcome. Yeah, everyone, if you didn't know, Vin Diesel is in uh, Saving Pirate Ryan. He's the one that gets shot in the sniper. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah, gets, gets, gets shot and then has the sniper battle, which is awesome, but Vin Diesel caused that. Um, so, my, my favorite death is the random apatosaur. I mean, if we can but talk if, about if Chronicles that, of Riddick, then we can keep talking about at some point. Vin Diesel. Um, I said, I guess if I get negated on the single apatosaur, it's the field of them dead that is revealed right after uh, that. that is because it's a ton of just pointless dinosaur murder. Because apparently this thing, when it interacts with other dinosaurs, its only thing to do is kill, kill, kill. Jason Voorhees dinosaur. Apt reference. All right, Ellie, <laughs> your favorite death. Um, well, not that. Because that's just disgusting. <laughs> uh, um, I'm going to say rando dude that gets stabbed in the check, chest by a, the one of the beaks of the the bird thing. Oh, the pterosaurs and they're just flying around attacking everyone. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, that sucks. And then the kid almost gets stabbed too. Well, he didn't. So Nature we're, killed. We're, we're not... Yeah, we're just talking about Rando, dude. Okay, all right. I I'm sorry. We we have in the office the um, the movie playing in the background, but it's on like the menu loop. So I keep seeing a death, and I'm hoping someone mentions it. <laughs> Wait, which one? Don't don't worry. I'll get to it. Um, Eric, what about you? Favorite death? I uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Indominus Rex getting eaten by Sharkosaurus. It was awesome, and I did not care about any of the human deaths at all, with the exception of the uh, the assistant, because I I, I I don't care about violence in movies, but that was just so freaking gratuitous. And I, I just was like, this is unnecessary. Thank this you. This is absolutely thank unnecessary you. in this entire <laughs> movie. So like, I, so I, I just had to give a special mention just because I was like, I was like, this is this is totally just eh, not no no for. see. That's what Vincent D'Onofrio should have had. Like, that should have been his death because yes. he was the villain. She was just Absolutely. somebody that was just there, that was just some assistant that had to take care of two plot-armored D-story children. Vincent D'Onofrio had gotten that treatment, that would have been, hands down, probably my favorite death in all of the Jurassic Park franchise. 
but yeah, the fact that it was this random assistant who was just trying to do her job uh, yeah. that she was not paid to do, it's just like it makes it even worse. So, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to go with the with the with the the big bad dinosaur being eaten. So, yeah. all right, <laughs> all right, awesome. Um, all right, Zach, you're up next. Uh, my favorite uh, death is that moment when uh, Indomitable Rex throws one of the Velociraptors like into like one of the kitchens and during the final battle, and the burner decides to erupt into flames at the exact moment, <laughs> and we see an incinerated <laughs> dinosaur. I wonder how. I, I guess it tastes like chicken, technically, right? Oh my god! I, I can only hope. We can only hope Velociraptor tastes like dinosaur. <laughs> you mean it tastes like chicken? I bet it does. I mean, they they, they evolved into birds. So I, Genetically I so. engineered chicken, which means it has GMOs. So KFC. Yes, yes, very much so. <laughs> That's the secret spice, genetic engineering. Um, all right, Rob, what about you? Favorite death? So I'm actually uh I'm actually surprised you went with this, but I have to agree with you, Zanger, as well. That uh, the the way the camera hangs longingly on the last breaths of that dinosaur. And you're just like there. The human characters are like showing so much empathy and stuff, and it's just there's just something about that dinosaur. And then the reveal, of course, it's killing for sport is just so ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm I'm with you, and because of, you know these these I, I'm actually surprised so many of us uh, picked moments that involve dinosaurs dying. I think Ellie, you were the only one who who liked the humans dying more than the dinosaurs. I, did. I don't know. That's a little morally questionable. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So no one picked the one I thought the um the first one of the commando I mean the the retrieval force things the one guy that's sitting there with his obvious Samsung gear watch and gets the blood splattered on him um so the Indominus yeah, boring well no no, no the the, the Indominus <laughs> Rex did what um the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles never could and killed Shredder because that's the same actor that plays Shredder in the te- in the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. So. Whoa! Oh, I know. That's because turtles fight with honor. <laughs> what the Indominus Rex doesn't camouflage no. itself, pulling out a tracking device <laughs> that it somehow knew was there. Oh, whatever. It remembers. Speaking of remembering, um, what's everyone's favorite callback? And I'm going to start with Rob on this one due to his love of this these movies. Uh, this was tough for me because I knew I wasn't going to go back and rewatch like the original. I, I have just watched Jurassic Park 3 recently, but I don't know. Callbacks for me are tough because, uh, like you said, of my disdain for these. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I, I don't know if it's technically considered a callback, but I think the, the best thing or the maybe one of the only things I respect from this franchise is the music. Like the theme song is really good. <laughs> I'll count it. I'll count it because we have to mention that this has a really good soundtrack with a lot of nods to the original and none of the others. But I think all the others just use the same score half the time. Good answer. I like it. I'm interested to what you guys are going to, because I was think, trying to think of a different answer to this, and I was like, a, a Jeep, is that a callback? Like, what does that matter? So it, I'm that, interested what other people are going to think. That's probably Ellie's, to be honest. All right, Zach, what about you? My favorite moment is as I was watching this, I'm like, I hope the banner that falls down on the T-Rex at the ending of the first film gets a like a like a reappearance in this. And then like, oh god, they actually put that into the movie. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, it's great. The character like wraps it around like a fake dinosaur bone and lights it on fire. And I'm like, <laughs> that's my callback. I love it. We're incinerating the past. I, I was about to, I was going to be like, are we getting to a Star Wars reference cuz I was like he's going to be like let the past burn. <laughs> Light it on fire if you have to. 
Great, awesome. We we got to Star Wars. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, all right, Berg, favorite callback. Yeah, hey, well, I already kind of mentioned my two because they were like part of my favorite moments. The the banner, yes. and uh, and I still like uh, him just calling back to Jurassic Park in general when uh, Jake Johnson's yes. wearing the, the the old shirt and. Uh, which, as I was thinking about it after I mentioned that, I was like, someone had to have, like, gone in and, like, smuggled, like, gone to the island and just smuggled all these, all this merchandise out. So, uh, just keep referencing all the people who died there. Because, uh, you know, yay death. I like those deaths. I like the references to the deaths in the first Jurassic Park. <laughs> that, I changed that. That's my answer for the favorite death. <laughs> so, yes, uh, the shirt and the banner. I... But the Jeep was, because I think that was the Jeep. Like, I think that was specifically the Jeep that either they, I want to say that I read that it was either the one that they drove, they drove back when, uh, after the T-Rex attack in the first one, or that they took, I don't know, it is, it is like supposed to be like one of the Jeeps from, from that movie, and I can't remember which one it was, but it is one of them. Because if it's the one from the dinosaur attack, that one's uh, windshield missing, because it got yeah, smashed cause... by the tree limb. Yeah, that's I'm gonna true. I'm going to that up in the meantime as Ellie, favorite callback. Um, I thought the hologram of the Dilophosaurus yeah. was pretty cool. Awesome. I liked that one. Um, mine's actually technically in that same area, but it's the Mr. DNA callback where the Mr. DNA pops up. I was like, that's cool. Um... I, From your blood. I, I do like that they go back to the original, like, Jurassic Park. I'm like, why aren't they using any of that? Like, there's this whole restricted area, and that's basically the old park. So I'm like, they didn't use any of that stuff or didn't go back and, you know, maybe take some of the stuff out of the gift shop before the, like, before the, like, um, forest decide to come take it back over i mean i would have loved to see one of the dinosaurs randomly wearing an old jurassic park t-shirt it found <laughs> wearing the t-shirt yes okay carrying a lunchbox he opens it up and like <laughs> wow. hand, hand, hand falls out yeah okay can they get one step further and have a velociraptor driving the jeep <laughs> <laughs> eating jello Just no like... no no that's impractical how would their tail fit in <laughs> zach come on oh. i'm sorry i know um. Oh, cool! I did find the thing where it's got trivia. All right, moving on to the next thing. Favorite dinosaur in the movie. Gonna start with Rob since he loves the dinosaurs so much. This is an impossible question for me. <laughs> 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 this is this is where you know if if you had given me this like when I was in a classroom setting, I would go up to you as the teacher and be like, I don't understand this question. <laughs> So I I've decided to uh, uh, to give a, a different kind of opinion. I'm breaking form a little bit because I really don't like any of the dinosaurs in this movie. They're dinosaurs. They're creatures that are just like entirely fictional creations for these movies and stuff like that. And and I find them very boring. But I've been hating on dinosaurs a lot since I've been talking on the internet to Zach, to other people, even to my friends in real life. I do want to let everybody know there is one place I like dinosaurs. And it's when my chicken nuggets are shaped like dinosaurs. That is the only acceptable time I think dinosaurs are allowed. So that's my favorite dinosaurs. Anger. <laughs> All right. So you have you, you have opened the can of worms of questions. If Jurassic World did not at every restaurant serve <laughs> instead of chicken tenders, 
dinosaur nuggets, they fa- they deserved everything that happened to them in this movie. <laughs> so that's the real reason they collapse. The the park collapsed absolutely. <laughs> um. So yes. So that is a good statement on that one. All right, Zach. <laughs> favorite dinosaur in the movie, and I have a Lego fact actually later for Ellie. Ooh. Ah, favorite. It has to be from this movie. It can't be from another dinosaur movie. It could also be a chicken nugget, Zach. (laughs) You know what? If if you can give the right justification for it. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'll take it. Okay. From Dinosaur Boogaloo, aka Jurassic World. Oh God, dang it! You're gonna talk about the the in. (laughs) Okay. It has to be the indoor raptor. It only its name only exists because it's a raptor that's indoors. It has to be the indoor raptor. That is the greatest character name and greatest character of all time. Zenger, it looks into the camera and winks. That's all that matters. <laughs> You're that ruining qualify, all my favorite moments and picks for the next movie, by the way. Favorite character, the... favorite death, favorite dinosaur. All three of my There's favorite no favorite moments. anything with yeah. that movie. <laughs> no, there is. Yes. The indoor raptor. Okay, I want to know that like a couple of days ago, I was like at a Target. And I saw it. They they're bringing back the indoor raptor like toy. And literally, when I saw it, like three years removed from this movie, completely out of my like consciousness, I like raised my head and just started screaming like a banshee because I was so <laughs> excited that the indoor raptor was coming back. I'm just like that is the greatest. That is arguably a top five character of all time. We have a dinosaur look into the camera and wink before it right. Uh, it bites off what? What was his name, Rob? What's his oh, name? Ted Levine. Yeah. No, but what's his name from uh, Monk? Oh, Captain Leland Stottlemyre. <laughs> exactly. Indoor Raptor. Um, but if I considering that we're not talking about Dinosaur Boogaloo, I will say Blue the Velociraptor. Because that is the uh, love interest that Chris Pratt deserves. Not the one he gets, yeah, think, but the one he deserves. Uh, Zach, yes. I think you're – I know you're going to get at this more, but I think it's not really like a romantic love interest. It's like a father-son bond. It's about raising your kids properly. There's I love there, but I think we're, we're coming at it from different sides of no, love. No, no, no. <laughs> there's, there's romantic love there, Rob. I, we'll talk about – if we ever get to Dinosaur Boogaloo, um, there is a level of grooming involved between uh, Chris Pratt and Blue the Velociraptor <laughs> that is very unnerving, which the sequel gets at. Well, he imprinted on him, as we know. <laughs> that, which is 100 percent disconcerting as uh, – a father son father daughter relationship. All right. On that note, Eric, favorite dinosaur. <laughs> I was like, I gotta move on from this. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Mosasaurus, the uh, the Sharkosaurus. It was big and it was really really big and it ate, ate the bad guy dinosaur. Uh, oh. And in my mind now, he's eating Vincent D'Onofrio being carried around by uh, <laughs> a bunch of uh, pterodactyls. So Mosasaurus. Uh, technically, a mosasaurus is actually a sea lizard and not a traditional dinosaur, but I'll allow it. Well, if a dinosaur who wasn't even in this movie was allowed, <laughs> then, and the chicken nuggets were allowed, because uh, we're assuming that one of the restaurants had them, then I'm going to go with the giant sea lizard. All right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I feel like right after you said giant sea lizard, I'm like, oh, he's getting this. He's getting his Godzilla reference in. Perfect. Um, all right, Ellie. Yeah, I'm going to go with the uh, Mosasaurus as well. I, apparently, yeah. once again, not reading the rules to this, but whatever. It's Zygnus. Apparently, everyone else is allowed to cheat. I stay true to myself, by the way. Reading the rules. The rule is he was in the effing park, so he counts. <laughs> All right. Yes. But what if they were in a in a mansion? 
It still counts. All right, cool. Yeah. There you go, Zach. You've 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 got your justification. Um, my <laughs> favorite you. dinosaur. It's in the movie. It counts. <laughs> favorite dinosaur. Favorite female. And I mean, fa- favorite female character. And once again, favorite character in the movie, the T Rex. She she she's the queen we all deserve, but we, she's the queen we need but don't deserve. There we go. On that note. Um, this, this, que- this question does not, um, work as well because this movie is only, uh, what? That's not si- very old. Six years removed, but at the same time, how does everyone feel this movie has aged? Yay, nay, better than the others? Would you rather watch this than one of the other ones? Gonna go with the one that probably will never watch this again if he can help it. Um, uh, Zach. Then Rob. Oh God. Okay, I don't hate this movie as much as I once did. Um, it's still abhorrent, and I find it offensive on every conceivable level imaginable. Um, but I don't hate it. I still, to this day, um, how I describe this movie is like if you've ever seen Nathan for you, and he has the episode of Dumb Starbucks. Um, this is Dumb Jurassic Park. Like, if there's nothing you can, there's nothing you can, you can't like glean from Jurassic Park that you'll get from this movie. This movie is just, I think it's the most like it was that weird thing that happened in 2015, which Zanger and I get a lot on the Star Wars podcast, and that like people were just starved for just like nostalgia in 2015. Um, yeah. I have no idea. I just have no idea how this film made like the insane amount of money that it did. Um, it's it's. I, I don't again. It's just dinosaurs. Like, as Rob will get into, obviously, um, for some reason, people just like dinosaurs, despite the fact that that there's really no reason to be just enamored with creatures that that existed like eons ago, allegedly. Plus, <laughs> <laughs> that had to be thrown in there. Apparently, um. All right, Rob. How do so, you feel this I mean, movie has aged over in, six in years? Terms of- yeah, personally, I think in terms of aging, um, you know, I've, I just am so, you know, non-interested by the concept of dinosaurs. I think Zach just said it best. I've never understood why some people and a lot of people, you know, are just so into dinosaurs. And that's, I think, what this franchise has been writing on is just the, you know, notoriety of dinosaurs or something like that. So I, I think personally, you know, nothing's really changed. I I mean, in terms of the things that I was thinking about when you asked how does this movie, how does this feel of this movie is aged – like, I still think it looks fairly fine. I think the, the story is just basic enough to work. You know, it's it's not a great story. Not a lot happens, but, you don't know, it gets about everything it. in. It has yeah, a lot of yeah, don't kind of, think about it moments. There's definitely some don't think about it, and there's also some just turn your brain off type of thing, you know? Just just watch these. Like, there's a scene, I think, when they break into the, the aviary, and, like, you know, the, there's just the giant Indominus Rex just CGI roaring at other CGI dinosaurs. And I'm like, this is so boring. Nothing's happening. And... So, I mean, I, I think the six-year-old movie thing as well is that, you know, I don't know how well it's aged. I can't even really remember when I, how I thought the way about, like, the original Jurassic Park when I rewatched that one. But, but no, I mean, I guess, I guess it's aged fine. I don't know if this movie can really de-age, you know? It's not going to look any worse, I think. Unless, I don't know, we actually do start cloning dinosaurs and putting them in movies without the CGI. <laughs> All right, Eric, you are up. Do you what what dinosaurs do you think would be like the just the worst prima donnas? Like, oh, I've had it with this. I'm going to my trailer for the next half hour. Don't bother me. <laughs> I'm, going like, I'm going like with the Dilophosaurus. I'm going. I imagine a raptor sitting there with a latte, 
and uh, like <laughs> with like blood dripping out of it. Um, and then the giant. No, I imagine like a regular size trailer with a T Rex in it. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting off subject. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the movie only came out six years ago, so I compared to like talking about the other Jurassic Park movies where we've had a decade and a half to you know 25 years that have now passed in that that range. Um, even more actually, but anyway. Uh, it's fine. Um, you know my rants on the overuse of CGI, and that's my that's the biggest thing for me. Not that the CGI looks any worse. I don't feel like there have been any grand uh, strides in CGI that make anything look better. I think it all, even the best CGI, looks really kind of fake still. So I think it still looks fine compared to five years ago. Um, and yeah, it, that's that's about it. So all right. Yeah. Just just think of a few references real quick for for what also came out in 2015 for for point of reference the Martian phenomenal um, Jupiter ascending awful uh, Star Wars the Force whoa, Awakens whoa 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 <laughs> don't you dare be so throwing shade against Jupiter ascending don't you dare what's his name Eddie Redmayne like yelling in a whisper and what's her name Mila Kunis being like I love dogs. Enchanting Tatum as a dog man. Don't you dare, Zenger. <laughs> that you doesn't even look like a dog man. Zenger, I would like to uh, strike that from Zeng this record. I would like uh, provide a motion. Someone will only second that motion, please. Ellie. What? Jupiter ascending. Yay, nay. <laughs> I'm not getting into that right now. All right. There you um, go. See, Ellie's on my side. <laughs> Abstaining counts as a vote in my favor. Um, motion passes. Thank you. The, Moving on. The the best Star Wars movie of the new trilogy came out that year. Technically, I mean, if we want to look at it opinion wise, um, Mad Max: Fury Road, Avengers: Age of Ultron, the low point in some people's opinion of the MCU, and for reference for Eric, um, Dragon Ball Z: Resurrection F. Hell yeah! So yes, and I actually thought I saw something that was young, that was um. Uh, Young Mutants, but it was actually for a different. It, it has the same font. And I was like, "Whoa, was that movie supposed to come out <laughs> six years ago?" And I, still hasn't come out yet. So that's so that's kind of reference. Um, oh, and M Light Shyamalan was up to the movie The Visit. So there's a point of reference for all you M Night Shyamalan fans. Uh, Ellie, how do you? Oh wait, it, we're on Ellie. Ellie, how do you think the movie's aged? I mean, it's not that old. Okay. Yep. <laughs> um, so in in the meantime, um, the Lego base the Lego base on this movie is the third time Chris Pratt has been portrayed as a Lego figure. First being uh, the Lego Movie, and then second being his Guardians of the Galaxy. So he has been portrayed as a Lego in three different forms. That's why I like him so much. Mm, interesting. <laughs> um, God, you made me lose my train of thought. Uh, I know I'm good at that. For my thing, I mean, has this movie aged well? I mean, it's a other comparison would technically be Pixels, which I would never freaking watch Pixels. So if it's between this or watching Pixels. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking up other movies that came out in 2015 and Pixel popped up. And I'm like, wow. disgusting. Gross. Uh, video game movies that caused us to take many steps backwards. Uh, no, I mean, it's it's newer. The This looks a lot better than... Like, as we've said, like, 
Lost World at points and definitely. Oh, looks... The Martian came out in fifteen. I said that at the beginning. <laughs> I didn't really listen to you when you talk most of the time. <laughs> Sorry, I tune you out most of the time. Fantastic! I like... did like The Martian though. That's a pretty cool movie. We all like The Martian. Once again, thank you, Phil Rude, for convincing me to watch that. Yes. Good movie that we should have him on for, but we won't. Um, because <laughs> reasons. All right, so. Last two questions real quick. Would you go to Jurassic World? The functioning park that was working perfectly fine, had people everywhere in it, but yet they still wanted to bring out a new attraction because reasons? Rob, I'm going with you first. Okay, this was this was another tough one because part of me is so uninterested in dinosaurs <laughs> that I, I, I would not really like plan to go there but here's the thing like if somebody invited me as like a vacation there's got to be like other stuff to do in the park like you know you can eat and like hotel and like resort type of stuff i the thing that's always gotten me is like is are all the attractions you just get in some type of vehicle and see dinosaurs like is there a roller coaster anywhere is it more than just like a big zoo for dinosaurs but I, I think, you know, the the whole thing that I'm getting at is if I was invited or if I had, you know, like comped tickets, I wouldn't say no to spending some time to see real life dinosaurs. As much as dinosaurs I find uninteresting, I would still look at one. It's like, a, you know, morbid curiosity of just seeing an animal you've never seen before. <laughs> Fascinating. Zach? Oh, God. If they had, like, if I could go to, like, Jimmy Buffett's, like, Margaritaville and they had dinosaur <laughs> meat on the menu, I would. I want to eat dinosaur. If I want to oh, eat yeah, dinosaur, that's I mean, a no, thank great you. point. I would totally like have a dino burger or something like that. That would be yeah. I, I want a dino chop. <laughs> All right, Eric. That, that's good? kind of where I was going. I was like, uh, of course I would go, Jimmy. It's got it's got Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville there. Like, of course I would go with actual Jimmy Buffett too. And there's actually with with Jimmy Buffett and there's dinosaurs too. Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I'd totally go. I'd set it for Jurassic Park. I set it for this. I would totally go to the island. I'd, I'd like to marvel at some dinosaurs. I want to see my buddy the Shrekosaurus. And I want to order. I want to order the dinosaur food item. I want to order is ribs and it's like the ribs from the Flintstones where they put them on and then it turns the car and like you're, and it even comes with a car and it tips over sideways when, when my ribs are delivered so uh, I want some dino ribs massive dino ribs bigger than, than me I second that notion yes Third, and I will say yabba dabba do alright Ellie I guess you're deciding for both of us with this one. Oh, I am yeah um yes uh, is it because our youngest would drag us there, kicking and screaming? Oh, yes. Yeah, she would love to go see some, some dinosaurs. Once again, since it's got the menu playing in the background, there's a part where one of the kids like is sitting there and hugs a tiny brontosaurus. And I'm like, that's totally yes. our daughter would, she would sit there love, and hug she a loves dinosaur. dinosaurs, yes. So, so, yes. Probably wearing her little blue um, mask, too, the whole time, the the dinosaur mask and roaring at everything yes for our car ride she had to have her book that has the dinosaur sounds her activity coloring book of dinosaurs this is just from watching it the other day no these are things she had before she watched it. Oh, okay yes she's on it she's on a very serious dinosaur yes she is extremely serious quinn so as as uninterested as rob is she is as well, no, interested. Actually- yes I'm actually glad you bring this up because with, with my opinion so far, this might not sound right, but this is a serious question. Do you understand why your daughter is so into dinosaurs? Like, what is the appeal to her? 
It's not just dinosaurs. She loves dragons. Um, I don't, it's something, I don't know. She's just always loved dragons and dinosaurs and just creatures. I mean, I liked dinosaurs as a kid a lot yeah. and everything. I did too. Big dinosaur yeah, fan as a kid. Know. Well, it's funny because one of our other daughters, um, we were sitting and watching the movie yesterday and she asked her sister to get her one of her dinosaurs and Quinn brought her a dragon and she goes, that's not a dinosaur. That's a dragon. <laughs> she was very offended. So apparently she really likes dragons and dinosaurs, but how dare you call when, when they, yeah. a, a dragon a dinosaur? How dare? Yes. Um, so very particular. So that is fascinating. <laughs> no, I mean, she, she just really likes it. I, pretty sure i've watched like walking with dinosaurs even though that movie technically is like 20 i mean that special is like over 20 years old now yeah <sighs> that's weird bbc does good work though i gotta give them that um that you know what i want to petition for for a new walking with dinosaurs <laughs> an updated version yes um i i want an updated one with them having feathers I, and everything real quick can i speaking of like walking with dinosaurs can i because somebody who saw a preview of jurassic world 3 dinosaur uh with a vengeance yes i got to see a preview in front of fast and furious 9 okay of jurassic world 3 i i've not seen this so uh, Yes. What happens is that the first half of the preview is essentially like a Discovery Channel like special. Then the second half devolves into just like Colin Trevorrow nonsense, where like it's people at a drive-in watching American Graffiti, which is just delightful. And we have instead of animal control, we have quote dinosaur control, and we have like all these sort of shenanigans incur where we have like dinosaur control and helicopters like trying to like like oh god like neutralize uh, tranquilize a t-rex and they like shoot people like they impale people like in cars and stuff it's it's absolute insanity nonsense but like i am on board with it because it's like just ridiculous just bananas so the premise of this is those that handful of dinosaurs that got out that were all somehow stuffed into a mansion have like <laughs> invaded the world yes yes Yes, including the clone child. Ugh. <laughs> Zenger, may I please ask that, like, if there is this uh, figurative Zeng this episode on Dinosaur Boogaloo? There is an episode um, on Dinosaur what? Boogaloo. Okay, I have not I technically we... picked the host yet for that one. So you, okay, it's, it's, it's bad. It's going to be Phil Rude. So we're going to have six people on that episode. Apparently, yes, yes. Zenger, I have to ask, considering that Maisie is a clone, does she count as a dinosaur? She's a dinosaur clone. <laughs> can she be my dinosaur pick for the episode? And if I'm not invited, can I please be an honorary uh, vote in that? But you're supposed to say favorite dinosaur, and she's a terrible dinosaur or person <laughs> or whatever she is. She's exactly. a horrible she's a horrible waste of DNA. Exactly. Just like Whoa. the movie. Just Dang. like the movie. Dang. Oh, hard facts coming from Berg. Alright, um so Final question before we just, I guess, let Zach off of his leash and just, I I just, I think we all will step away from the call for about 30 minutes, come back and be like, that was interesting. Thank you. Um, (laughs) How do you feel, do you feel this is a must watch movie? I think we all have a unanimous answer on that one. (laughs) Gonna start with Ellie because I think she'll be the only one saying... Oh, I love 
haven't, I think you should watch it at least once. Ellie gives it at yes. least once. Just once. Berg. You just gotta do it once. I I am with Ellie is someone who I, I think I even said this in the Jurassic Park three one as much as I absolutely positively hate that movie way worse than this it's still part of the overall Jurassic Park verse and as someone who the first movie is like one of my is my like a top five movie for me um, it's worth it to watch it and it's fun seeing this callback so yes it's fine watch it it's not offensive but it's not like the greatest thing ever so it's just it's it's there so watch it to fill in some more of the universes uh the universal gaps uh and then uh you don't have to watch it again unless you're reviewing it for a podcast (laughs) perfect um zach uh i think we all know my answer to this no um there's only maybe one other movie in existence that i hate more than this one um, I burn it with fire. That is the uh, that is my uh, answer to this question. All right, Rob. I'm pretty sure we already know your answer, but go for yeah, it. Yeah, this is a this is a hard no as a must watch movie. Must watch is a very very strong phrase, but <laughs> but man, like for, for almost any movie. But I, this this is this movie is so far away from that. I don't think there's anything to be gained from watching this movie. Um, unless you're really into dinosaurs. If if you are like most of the world and, and not like me and you think dinosaurs are really interesting, this is probably right at the top of your list. But other than that, it's uh, it's pretty basic, it's pretty bland, and I definitely don't think it's a must-watch. Shocking, right? <laughs> Very. Um, so I guess it's me now left, right? All right, so um, our friend Rob, not Rob that is currently on the show... But my friend Rob um, was sitting there, and it was ironic. It was the same day Ellie and me were talking about getting, like, one of the posters. Like, it's the 100 movies bucket list thing where you, like, scratch off as you watch the movies and everything. Jurassic Park is on the movie, is on that list. And Jurassic World is not. So I'm going with... (laughs) This is a I I I'll, you know what I'll agree with Ellie at least watch it once because might be worth it in the end I don't there's enough stuff in here but it's not something I'd ever go back to but like I said I've watched this twice now so that should tell you something so all right on that note Zach you have been held back for a while now yes. can I sign off now. I know. I I, I, I want to see how long you last. I want to see how long you last before Bye you guys, tap out. It's been awesome. No, 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 no. no. I want to see how long. Okay, Ellie's gone. I love it. I really want uh, to see how long she'd last. Okay, let's see. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't hate this movie as much as I once did, like six years ago. Um, so, so I you still... wrote that article six years ago, right? Yes, I wrote. Okay. The, I wrote that literally the afternoon after I watched the movie. <laughs> um, th- I, okay, how many oh people God. here read it? Raise your hand. I did. Okay, I, I did. did. Yeah, I'm I, my my I, hand is in the air right now. Zach, I actually did the homework and only tuned out about halfway through it, and then came back <laughs> in. I don't know how you do that reading, but I found a way to. Oh, you found a way. Oh God, this movie. Um, I don't know. Like, part of me has cooled because, like, the sequel is just like I love the indoor raptor so much as a character. I really enjoy the so, fact that you pronounce it with such emphasis on indoor no, raptor. No, 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 no. There's a reason why I do that because in the lead up to Dinosaur Boogaloo, 
they interview people and they said the reason why it's called the indoor raptor is because it's a raptor that's indoors. That is official canon. Uh-huh. It's the indoor raptor because it's a raptor that's quote indoors, right, Rob? Like that's something that's been canon for three years now. Um, yeah, that's that, when I watched that stuff when we first did that. I'm just like, this is crazy. You know, this is just yes. insane. Um, it's that level of you know letting the toy companies name the characters. You know? <laughs> that's it's exactly. And I'm glad Rob said that. This is what happens when you let Hasbro decide things. Um, all right. No, when it comes to Jurassic World, I I did not like the marketing for it. It feels like regurgitated Jurassic Park. Um, as I watched it, I found everything about the movie genuinely abhorrent. Um, like there's some things in this movie that make literally no sense. I love the fact that the older brother, Zach, his entire character development is he likes ogling uh underage girls i find that like just bizarre as something you put in a mainstream blockbuster um i like that the younger brother's entire like character development is i like dinosaur it's almost like the kid from like the viral meme of the like mid-2000s of i like turtles except it's dinosaurs um and then i like how he slowly transitions into my parents are getting a divorce feel sorry for me um like on the monorail that's one of the greatest sequences of like cinema history so like mom and dad are getting divorced and the older brother's response is they argue all the time it's okay um it, it plays no role in the film after that it's just there it's just filler i guess at that point uh chris pratt and bryce dallas howard were using the bathroom <laughs> narratively speaking um like everything about this movie is just like abject garbage story real quick i would have rather had a moment in the film if we cut to the nanny character of zara we see her like awkwardly just like going through i don't know the crowds of people maybe checking the different bars and restaurants to see maybe if they got lost there um jimmy buffett raises a margarita to her <laughs> exactly i would rather have had that like jimmy buffett buys him a drink um it's like hey like get my friends like a cola um no like there, there is so much about this that i just like i don't know where to begin where things just kind of begin and just things are left off. Like Jake Johnson's like, he's in the control room and he's like, Oh, I picked this off eBay for like $150. It's like, why couldn't you just go to the abandoned building and just find one on the ground? Like, like that would have been funnier. It's like the idea that like, Oh, you have this like multi-billion dollar theme park and yet all the assets of the original park are just sitting there in a state of like disrepair. I'm you like, know what? Have... That would have made a better like narrative thing to where they would have pointed out uh, why? Why'd you go up there? That's a restricted area. That's restricted for like at least explained it because it's just you just see a map that just says restricted area, and then you find exactly. out oh it's because that's where the old park is and they don't go there. Exactly. It's just like it's just there for a callback. And like much like how we were saying earlier, like when I think Eric said like, oh, he loves the banner being there. I'm like, of course, the banner is still there because people recognize that. Like that was a cute moment from the first film. And it's like, oh, and I love how the Zach character, the older brother, his first instinct is, oh, I'm going to wrap this around like a fake dinosaur bone and like light it on fire. It uses a torch because we need it's like. Because we need light, of course. And somehow he knows how to fix a car, even though that's not established at all. That like you have this Jeep that's been sitting in like like damp, wet conditions for twenty plus years. Yet somehow the battery is still functional. And this is like one of the small fixes I would take for this movie. Take out the weird girlfriend character from the first like fifteen minutes of the movie and replace that with like an old vintage car. And just be him being like have him being like, Oh, mom and dad, like 
I don't want to go Jurassic Park. Like, I have to fix this car because I love cars. And that would make perfect sense for later in the film. He knows how to fix a car because he has a history with this. So, nope, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. So instead of creepily staring at girls, he just is staring at cars the entire time they're at Jurassic Park instead? I... I would rather have that because at least that's not awkward. It makes me feel uncomfortable. A character staring at underage girls. I'm just saying because like, that's all he does. And then we have a point in the movie where the younger brother's like, why don't you just talk to them instead of just like gawking at them? And then like that's it. Like that's the entire like thing. It's like it's like, oh, he's a teenage boy and likes girls. Isn't that revelatory just plot development? And you wouldn't even mind if he at least talked to one of them. He doesn't. It's just filler. And I guess that's kind of like my overall point with this movie is that like I just like there's so many small fixes you could do to this and just make it more coherent. It, it But it just boils down to just boilerplate cinema and that like this movie almost seems like almost at odds with itself and that like you have those moments with like Jake Johnson where he's just like like you have a moment where like somebody will make a statement about just how absurd the plot of this film is. And then immediately after that, another character will start to laugh. And I'm just like, oh, Colin Madman Trevorrow is 100% aware of just how absurd everything is. And there's almost like a weird sort of contempt for this movie. Like the movie seems to almost hate its existence. And I think that – and Jake Johnson's character is like the, like the cinematic personification of that sort of like – train of thought and that like he's like oh why do this again like everything went wrong again why would you do this it seems horribly misguided um and 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 the jake johnson character is that character and that like nothing makes sense and i'm just like oh is the movie self-aware i don't know uh any rebuttals to that comments concerns I mean, I, I, I think uh, it's no no uh, surprise that I agree with Zach on a lot of these points. I think I think the thing that always gets me about this now, also the second time I've seen it, it just feels like so like empty and so hollow. And for a movie about two hours long, it feels like not a lot happens. I mean, it really is just the, um, you know, the dinosaurs get loose and they got to, you know, survive the dinosaurs. And I'm with Zach, like the kid characters, everything seems to be like uh, some forced in characterization, like the divorce scene, like, you know, anything with, with any of our, any of our characters, really, they all feel really hollow. And it's just the strangest thing to see. Uh, There's a lot of like contrived moments, I think, like, um, you know, I'm thinking of the moment when, like, Bryce Dallas Howard has, like, a bout of, like, psychic abilities and knows to kick the trash can over to catch Jake Johnson's soda cup. And I'm like, this is entirely useless. Like, what does this mean? What what should I take from this? That she's a psychic? (laughs) I just thought that she just... He spilled it about 50 other times before, so she knew to do it, (laughs) I guess. I don't know. It it doesn't really add anything. It just seems like, oh, you know, here's just another little, little neat bit we can put in to kill time. Well, I, this is the thing, though. Hold on a second, Zenger, just real quick. I'm glad you brought up that moment in that, like, I find it very visually interesting that, like, in that exact sequence, we are introduced to the Jurassic Park T-shirt that Jake Johnson's wearing. And then by, like, the final moments of when that scene concludes, the Jurassic World Cup, which we see numerous times, like, it's very just, like, we know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it ends up in the garbage, Possibly, and I find that just visually interesting. a reference to what will happen to Jurassic World as well. Well, I don't think it's that. I think it's Trevorrow, considering his like insane contempt for like blockbuster cinema, 
which is like, good lord, like, like go listen to the Knights of Vader podcast. You want to hear about how like somebody lost the Star War, <laughs> um, it's and how somebody is also the spy. It's the idea that like I think Trevorrow is aware that what he's doing is just like, it's it's just, oh god, vacuous. I think the movie is very low key aware that like it's just running off the fumes of nostalgia, and I, and and that's not even talking about like like specific plot points in the film and so i think like, like rob and i alone could go into a dissertation about like how like that moment when we see Indominus rex and how it quote escaped containment is like one of the most contrived moments in cinematic history yeah well okay my thing is this like i'm not trying to rag on the kids too much but i'm like this 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 movie is slightly bloated i think they took the problem they had slightly with three. <laughs> They, they they took the problem they had with three where there was like nothing going on the entire movie and they decided to make this movie let's have a lot of stuff going on but most of it be pointless because the, the kid but stuff's kind of pointless um the whole villain thing comes out of left field and then has nothing to it it's just ingen being ingen again but that's the thing, like, InGen is not even, like, like I don't even know what to call them. Because, like, the main, like, antagonist of this film is Indomitable Rex, and that, like, it's just a homicidal dinosaur. It's a dinosaur that its sole goal is to just murder everything in its path. It doesn't have like social skills, Zach. It needs social <laughs> skills. <laughs> and it won't murder with reckless abandon. <laughs> Much like the raptors later on that just murder with reckless. Can we please talk about the moment in the film where, like, they let the raptors, like, loose and Chris Pratt's, like, on his, like, motorcycle. And we have, like, the velociraptors talking to indomitable Rex. And they're just, like, awkwardly barking at each other. And I'm just, like, laughing hysterically. Like, it, it, again, like, I think Rob and I have mentioned a couple times on Cinemodies where we're like, oh, this is, like, Mars Attack. Where it's yes. just like the kids going, ah, 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 ah. and they're just like barking at each other. I'm like, at what point in this movie have we established that the raptors, can, like, like the dinosaurs, can talk to each other? Like that was a very unique plot point. You to had to Park watch 3. Jurassic Park three, <laughs> even though the film ignores the plot, like the plot points of Jurassic Park two and three. And I think just real quick, I want to bring up that like we'll see on Jake Johnson's desk on top of his little like dinosaur figurines, you'll also see Ian Malcolm's book. Like, it's out of, like, focus, but it's there on the desk. (sighs) This movie is abject trash. Shared universe confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) I was doubting it before. But, like, this is the thing I kind of want. Hold on. Can I I, I check on the other co-host real quick? Eric, are you still alive? Yeah, I just I'm I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're off on a tangent. I don't think it's as bad as they're they're making it out to be, but I don't care enough to defend it. I'm just like okay. whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm like I, I know I had a timer. I, I was think gonna... they're way overreacting to everything that bad this is because I've seen a lot of bad movies and this is nowhere even remotely close to the bottom of the barrel for me. And they're making it sound like someone just taped themselves shitting for thirty minutes <laughs> and, and, and then slowed it down to like two hours and four minutes. Like it's not bad. Bad guys, <laughs> I get it. You know, it's not for everyone, but it's not that bad. But I also don't care enough to say that I love it and defend it. So it's like whatever. I don't care. I just want okay. to make sure you hasn't fallen asleep. I don't feel like anything okay, no. else snoring. This is this is my rebuttal to Eric's comment. Is that like you don't need to do that? This level... No, no, no. I have to. My problem is like I wouldn't mind this movie if it made like 
I, I don't know, a half a billion dollars. The fact this is like the fifth highest grossing movie of all time offends me. The fact that people watch this movie and think it's objectively good um, just drives me up a wall. Like, it's one of those things. It's like the Lion King, like, live action film. And that, like, it's a movie Still that made. Seen a, it. I, that's, that's perfect. Please don't. It's the idea that, like, something can make a billion and a half dollars and nobody in their right mind can. It goes back to the Rotten Tomatoes score question that you, you asked earlier, Sanger. Is that, like, why could nobody in their right mind look at this and be like, oh, like, like, if you like dinosaurs, by all means, enjoy this. But if you're a rational adult, skip this. There's nothing redeemable here. We have a dinosaur that's blown up with a bazooka at one point in this movie. <laughs> and Do that I was no one's favorite death. I don't see how that's not redeemable. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't see how that was nobody's it favorite is death. Just pure escapist cinema, my friend. We have a dinosaur that we're supposed to relate to, <laughs> and we literally see it vaporize. Like, there's not even flesh, it's just vaporized. By a rocket propelled grenade. And I find that hilarious. And we also have another moment in the film where we have indomitable Rex pick up a dinosaur, throw it through like a glass window, and it's vaporized by like a, <laughs> oh God, a stove. Like, like that's like, like I love those moments because they're bonkers and they're so like far from reality. But like, I'm like, I'm like, just like, how can anybody watch this and just not just like laugh at that? Just the absurdism of it all. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> anyone's anyone's final thoughts because if I don't vaguely put a stop to this Zach will go on for hours can we please talk about the Shamu tank that has like the oh god it has like the stadium okay that okay you, you, you have an option I will give you an option you can talk about that or you can talk about the love of Chris Pratt for the in the dinosaur oh 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 so, oh, so okay you, I will definitely talk about the latter okay Chris Pratt loves that dinosaur, man. Like, if you watch either the first or the second movie, he's in love with that dinosaur. Like, we even see moments of him, like, and I think we even talked about it in the Cinematis recording from, like, three years ago. Like, he is grooming that dinosaur. Like, that is... That is oh, wait, like, that I already is, let like, you talk about this. God dang it, I messed up. <laughs> he is grooming that dinosaur, man. That is an unhealthy relationship. Somebody to teach dinosaurs no means no. <laughs> Here, here. No means no, dinosaurs. <laughs> I do not condone what happened in that second wait, movie. Wait, wait a I, second. In a second movie, don't they just have a head nod again at each other and then they just no, go no, no, apart? No, 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 I'm pretty sure there's like a mouth-to-mouth kiss in that. And if there's not, if Chris Pratt doesn't ride that dinosaur in the third movie, I think that was the, the, the most shocking thing that happened to both Rob and I in the second movie is that we don't see Chris Pratt riding that dinosaur around like the Haunted yeah. Mansion. If he doesn't ride that dinosaur at some point in the movie, like, like, what are they doing at this point? All right, so, Eric, yay or nay on Dino Riders? <laughs> By that, I both mean the old cartoon slash toys and also Chris <laughs> Pratt riding the dinosaur, I'm assuming, into battle. I don't know. What, what, what purpose would he need to ride it? Well, I mean, yes to both because Dino Riders was awesome. But Dino I mean, Riders I mean, is awesome. Point, the, the, as ridiculous as everything was in the movie, it's like you know what? Just just throw him in being a Pokemon trainer. Right? Pokemon's popular with the kids <laughs> and, and adults too. Just, I, I mean, this was a year before uh, Pokemon Go. They were they were priming us for it. So it's like you know what? Let him let him have his Pokemon battle. He's real life Pokemon trainer Chris Pratt. Glad we got here, everyone. All right. On that note, where can people find more from you two if they want to hear you guys <laughs> talk about like? 
cinematic oddities, which I just... There's some stuff you guys dig up that I'm like, really? <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, we are over on Cinemodities. Like I said before, I hope Zenger will put it in the show notes so everybody can find it. And hopefully when they look at it, they will learn how to spell it. That would be that would be kind. <laughs> Especially those in the uh, Knights of Vader Facebook group always, I think, misspelling it to spite me at a certain point. <laughs> but we're over there. Uh, you can listen to it anywhere podcasts are found. Zach and I dive into a whole slew of different things, like Zenger said. Some stuff that's almost impossible to find. Some more, you know, accessible things like the dinosaur and whatnot uh, but it's good fun it seems to be uh you know a little similar to this a little less little less structured uh but zach and i you know go off on tangents and i don't know when this is coming out but whenever it does we'll be close to the end of zach's series the 2001 fort year and everybody should go on over and learn about why zach and i giggle for 90 seconds about a ghost cat <laughs> zach did i leave anything out don't even want all to i can say is that jo join us next june as we talk about dinosaur three two <laughs> all right um so i do want to I, I do want to throw some stuff at you since i'm staring at this 100 movies you must watch scratch off bucket list thing it's got all the movies revealed i want to get your guys opinion i'm going to hit you you three technically with three movies i'm just going to randomly pick on here and Ooh. tell me if they are bucket list worthy or not all right let's see here i'm going to randomly land on four weddings and a funeral what? I don't. I don't think I've seen that. No, that's not a cinemati. No, like, I, 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 I know. I just meant as remake. like, as like a movie to watch. This is like the bucket list of movies that you should watch. Like the remake or the original British it one? Just said, uh, it's directed by. I cannot read the name. It's too unclear. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, it's, what is, it's, I thought you, you it's got, like got the director's anything. name. No, the direct. I mean, the poster's down the stairs. I don't feel like getting up. Oh, okay. So, what are, are you fine, reading off fine. the image of it? Yes, I'll, I'll go to another <laughs> okay. one. Um, That's what I didn't expect. <laughs> They're gonna have the poster. Let's see here. Uh, drive. Yes. Oh, good lord. Yeah, that's a that's a great movie. That's definitely one. Yes, I love Ryan Gosling. He's my boyfriend. I've never seen it. He's my boyfriend. Adorable. It's a very good movie. I've never. It's seen a movie it. where I yell at some kids. Oh wait, yeah, I, I remember that story, but I've never seen the movie. Doesn't he like not speak the entire time, or am I thinking of that other movie? Well, no. no, Zanger, he speaks, but it's it's one of the greatest beginnings to a movie where the first time he speaks, he goes on this really like badass monologue of how he's gonna like help be the driver for these guys. Then he's silent for I think what fifteen twenty minutes, and his next line of dialogue is to a woman saying. Where do you want me to put your groceries? <laughs> it's the weirdest thing that there is. He has no lines of dialogue between those two scenes, and it's crazy. <laughs> All right, next movie, um, the Star Wars original trilogy. It only says no. four, five, and four, five, and six. No, no, four, five, no. and seven. Four, five, and seven. <laughs> Skip leave out Return of the Jedi. <laughs> Nothing happened. Um, Never. Ever. Wow, there's there's a few Christopher Nolan movies on here too. That's disturbing that there's multiple. I guess my, my question Tenet. would be, yeah, how recent is this? Like, I don't what's know. the I last mean, it's year? Pretty movie? recent. Okay. I mean, I'm trying to find like the most recent movie on here, but like I said, it's got Drive on there. That's recent, right? Yeah. That's like ten years recent, but yeah, sure. it, was a, it was a 2011. God, I have that jacket. Where have where have the years gone? Exactly. I have Are that jacket, Zanger. I have that jacket. It's my pri my most prized possession. 
I feel like you're being sarcastic. Somehow, I'm like, not. I, I am not. I have that jacket and it's my most prized possession. Like, I don't wear it out. It's. I literally have it in my closet. It's a scorpion jacket. I know, because that's, I mean, that's the little image it has for that movie. I know. My problem is that the, the DVD box art has, like, him, like, the scorpion on, like, the left chest pocket, and that's not where it is. It's on the back. Um, the Grand Budapest <laughs> Hotel. Oh, I hate Wes Anderson, but I don't know what uh, Rob's opinion on this. I, I like Wes Anderson, and I I do like the Grand Budapest Hotel. I don't know if I said that's a bucket list movie. I think I can think I a lot theaters. more of his movies yeah, that are I've... more bucket listy. I liked it, but yeah, it was that wouldn't I, that wouldn't be the first my go to. That's Wes Anderson. that's not like, one that I gotta see. It. <laughs> yeah, that's the same thing. I'm like, I've never seen that one, but I can think of other ones. I think people would get higher on that list. I mean, to be honest. I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. I really like yes. that movie. Yes, Fantastic yeah. Mr. Fox is great. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's a hundred movies on here, so I guess me and I will start <laughs> scratching off and doing those. Yeah, um, have you gone through any of them yet? Well, no, we just got the poster like yesterday. Oh, okay, okay. And I don't, yeah, I don't know a, if she's gonna, if she's gonna retroactively let me. Oh, interesting. It just has Raiders of the Lost Ark, not trilogy. Mm. Because right beside it has Lord of the Rings, but it says trilogy. Oh no! <laughs> so interesting. This is interesting. We, we might have to dedicate a few episodes of Zingness to scratching off some of these. So, oh, there's opportunity for more guest spots. All right. On that note, Berg, where can people find more from you when you're not zoning out while Zach is talking? Hey, <laughs> you can find me at Backlogberg and at Eric Berg. And you can of course find Zingness wherever great podcasts are found. And don't forget this upcoming Tuesday will be a new ep- Tuesday or Monday will be a new episode of Zing Wars. The Zingness Star Wars podcast. Oh, and I guess you can also find me and Zach on Knights of Vader and Rob sometimes, but whatever. Anyways. Yes. Wait, you have another podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, on that note, bye. the show.